we have returned. Bailey and Harper, episode 46. Uh, again, I guess a triumphant return. We've been away, but you know what? We've just come to the conclusion that this is the time of year where uh, our lives are happening. screwed. We, our lives, now, are, you know what? You just we're said busy. It best. You said it best. It, our lives like, are screwed. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Right. That we have. Sorry. Yeah. Like, football season's almost over. So, you know, that's going to help will, a lot. Yes. And things we'll do will lighten. But yeah. we, we do our and best. And your own basketball. Right. Stop judging us. You know, that. please stop judging us. No, I'm, I'm doing basketball. A lot of it. Hornets basketball. Which Back I'm, to episode 46. Which I am simultaneously watching right yes, now you as are, we talk. As they battle the Bulls in Chicago. The Battle of the Ball Brothers. We'll return to it, man. Ooh. Um, i got to settle down. This is now, I've done a show, four-hour radio show, a Hornets pregame show, and now a podcast. So, uh. Excuse me if I'm delirious, but it's good to be here. 46 is the number. You should have more beer like me, Kyle. I should have more beers like you. What's your number? 46, who you got? Um, For me, the Don't. initial number, the player that comes off to my head, because that's usually what I pick, Kyle. You know me, the first know. number that comes to my head. Yep. It was uh, Tim McDonald, safety for the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. If you knew me growing up, I was the biggest 49ers fan. I loved when we signed Tim McDonald. He was a hard hitter. I was a big fan of him. He played alongside Merton Hanks. These two guys were awesome. Yep. And um, I, I definitely, definitely, that was the first number that comes to my head. Now, it, was, it could it be was, others. I don't it's know. It's really anymore. interesting that you, you said that. All right, so uh, my 46. Yes. You play to win the game. <laughs> Herm Edwards, New York Jets, 46. I didn't even know. I mean. What do you mean? Because, you know, Herman was before me. I well, of course he was. He was way before me, too. Yeah, I didn't watch football that time. All right, but so Herman Edwards, 46. That's great that he has 46. And he had that one big play in, I guess, where who fumbled the ball? He oh, scooped I, it up. You got to ask. In. I don't know, man. I can't remember that off that, the top of my head. Yeah, it's okay. That just lets me know. <laughs> you just looked it up. And you are – he's all well-known for more for a head coach. What do you mean I just looked it up? Well, you – I mean – you had to guess. You had to look that up. Look at what the Herm Edwards thing? No, that Herm. Yes, that Herm Edwards was number forty-six. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. no, I could not have told exactly. you who was number forty-six without looking it up. No, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know what his number was. Absolutely not. But this one's cool too. Todd Christensen, old Raiders tight end. Remember him? I do. Yeah. From uh, the well, I think he was the tight end on the very first Tecmo Bowl for the Raiders. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, when Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Oh, that Christensen makes sense. Was that the makes tight sense? End. Yeah, that makes a That's lot of crazy sense. crazy how I remembered. Like those are the things that register. How about that? All right, cool. Forty six. We're into it, and uh, I, you and I both know where we have to start. Um, college football has gone insane over the past twelve hours. <laughs> I mean, hey, it, college football has been crazy for me, Kyle, for like the last two and a half weeks. It, well, right. Uh, first of all, we got to talk about that, too, because you were in Tuscaloosa. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, you were at Jordan-Hare Stadium for the Iron Bowl, which turned out to be absolutely <laughs> insane. Um, I mean, wow. That was ridiculous. Yeah, and I was there, Kai. It was, it was, man, I had never been a part of anything like that, uh, especially an Iron Bowl, which at the time, I'm literally – in my mind, I'm like, man, I, when you, when you I've never seen like an Iron Bowl like that before, and I understand why. It was the first overtime ever. Right, and when you're right, in the okay. moment, you don't actually realize that this is the very first Iron Bowl. But nobody, I mean, even the doctors, I, I talked to Dr. Kane afterwards. I was like, man, that was the craziest game. That was the way Alabama couldn't piss a drop all game long. Yep. But the defense, Alabama's defense, had held Auburn. They ain't pissed a drop either. Nope. At one point in time, Kyle, and this is just crazy to me. Because I, I wrote this down in my, in my phone. I'm watching. Because the thing I was appreciating about it was that, look, ball don't lie. Like, 
I'm so emotionally divorced from from football, right? Because right. I played it for so long, Kyle. So now I'm kind of desensitized. And now I'm just to the point where, like, ball equals ball. So if you lose a turnover battle, you're going to lose the game. Just pure numbers and facts. Yeah. All right? So Alabama had for – they had 100 – I looked up, they had 129 yards in penalties. Okay? <sighs> in penalties. And in just, just look at the facts and just the – you know, the, uh, the analytics say for every 100 yards, it equals seven points for your opponent. If you have 100 yards in penalties, that equals a touchdown, okay? So they're down 130 yards, 129. That's like eight and a half, nine and a half. They had 10 points. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right, so you got that. Then you were five for 17 on third downs, less than 30%. So now you're not converting first downs either, okay? You can't sustain drives. You had seven sacks that you had given up. And your uh, the other stat was Alabama had twelve first downs. Auburn had eleven first downs. Five of them were from penalties. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I remember that something like that stat later in the game. I heard the broadcaster mention it was it. crazy. So Alabama, look, if they would have lost the turnover ratio, they would have lost the game. Right. The fact that they tied Auburn in the takeaway turnover ratio, saved them. And then with Tank Biggs, we got out of bounds, and they got to save that oh. thing. Yep. That, that, and in college, that's huge because it's a 40-second play clock, not a, like a 25. And that's got – you know what, just for real, because you mentioned it, the Bigsby thing. I mean, look, no, I'm sure he woke up feeling about six inches tall on Sunday morning, like, and nobody feels worse than he does about what that – but, I mean, that was, was big. Yeah, I mean, but I don't blame college players. No, 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 I don't either. I don't you either. know it should have happened, Kyle? When they got when they stopped that, oh yeah, that was the other stat. Five for seventeen on third downs, less than thirty percent. Oh for four on fourth downs, Kyle. Yep. You oh for four. It's a meaningful statistic. <laughs> you know it what I mean? But can we stop there for a second? Yes. Because before we get too in the weeds, because I love you, you put your analyst hat on to start this conversation, and I like that. But I gotta mention something here too, because we can't gloss over not just the thing that really sent you viral a couple of days back. But the thing that had my mentions blowing up because of it, because I had about a dozen, hey, come get your boy talking about the Gamecocks. They're going to oh, be yeah, close yeah, to yeah. my we double We can digits. definitely jump into that. Well, we have to, because like you had people telling me to come get you, and I'm like, man, he's on his own on that one. Like, I, but you, you know what? You stuck your neck out. I respect it. You made a bold take, but Clemson put it on him. Oh, well, let me tell you why. Why? Because I was their motivation. You, you were their bulleted board. You, you, I was you, their motivation, yeah, Kyle. You kind of Let me tell you why. First of all, Kyle. I wish I – in talking to my boss, I, next time I will say that because ooh, ooh. I knew Saturday I wasn't backing down from my take. You know what? They are going to win by 10. Why? Because I said it then. Now, what I really should have told him was even more the truth, which well, is one of my best friends is on the Clemson football staff, okay? Okay. So Wednesday morning I get up. And, you know, first of all, the ACC don't get views like we do in the SEC. Wow. That's okay. number one. All right, fine. Number two, okay, okay, is that he's like, Rome, I love you, dog. Next time I'm short, I'm going to get you. I'm like laughing, joking with him. I was like, bro, I might have been y'all motivation. He said, oh, okay. Uh-huh. No doubt, right? <laughs> no, no doubt. So then he sends me a video on, like, Thursday. Dabo and them are playing me in the team meeting room. No. Yes. That's funny. Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay. That's wonderful. So by the time I see this, by Saturday, I'm like, bro, they're going to be ready. 
for South Carolina. But I'm not backing down from my pick. I oh, should have said. I bet Shane Beamer <laughs> is pissed at you right now. That's funny. No, actually, not man. Not really, but still, that's funny. You get I had nothing. Look, he, first of all, I made the game bigger than what it probably would have been if I didn't say bro, that. Bro, he played you in the team meeting. Like, that's <laughs> – you got to give me that one. Like, yeah, if I'm Shane Beamer, I'm like, I'm not thrilled with Roman right now. <laughs> I was their motivation. You lit the fuse. I did. You lit the fuse. It's and they, okay, though. They put it on South Carolina. They did. And what's wild is, you know, South Carolina – Shane Beamer got understandably kind of, you know, snippy about this in the postgame press conference when he was asked about, you know, staff changes and retaining the offensive staff. And he was like, it was just last week y'all were trying to crown people coach of the year and all this other <laughs> stuff. And it, and he's right. I mean, he's absolutely no doubt. right. No you doubt. Know, but they just – they're not ready for that yet. No, no, it's okay, though. Look, Clemson has found themselves later in the year. They were a totally different team early. Yep. They've gotten better. Yep. Give Clemson the credit for going out there and dominating and playing great defense. And, uh, and, and and setting a tone that way. Uh, Brett Venables and that defense has been good all year long. The offense has to be better and figure themselves out. That's been their only struggle. Hats off to them. But, Kyle, that's the real story. So, by Saturday, I knew what the inevitable was, but I wasn't finna, like, back down. Mm. So, tell you, all your peoples, I was their motivation, uh, okay? I, I, I've told them. That is buddy. what it is, and that's what happened. So, I ended up – my plan actually ended up backfiring on me because instead of, like, South Carolina stepping up to the moment, they South Carolina this thing, and I was motivation for Clemson. Well, and now here we go. Apparently, uh, so you got like that. that. Now, can we go back to my Alabama now? No, we cannot because th there's more coaching stuff happening okay. right now. We can't do that yet because, you get, first of all, you have to do your analyst thing on TV. I need you to, <laughs> to stay with me for a second because we've got the wild, wild west of coaching carousel. This isn't even yes. a carousel anymore. This is a carnival ride. It's not safe, and it's going too fast to keep up. And I just text my boy Ryan, uh, Ryan McGee. I said, dude, I hope you're doing like one of your little segment special things. Get Ryan it. on the podcast. Let's get Ryan on the podcast. You know what? Let's put him on the spot right here, right now. Episode 46, <laughs> Ryan McGee's been called out. He's got to be an episode. He's got to be a guest on the pod. We've got to do it, so we'll get it done. But right, So we got this going on. I walk in, and Brian Kelly – according to Pete Thamel, is taking the LSU head coaching job. Yep. Now, this is one of many things we have to talk about, including Brent Venables possibly to Oklahoma, yep. uh, Lincoln Riley Bolton for U.S., all this stuff. But this is what Brian Kelly said eight days ago, a direct <laughs> quote. No. I mean, look, I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? Unless the fairy godmother comes by with that $250 million <laughs> check, my wife would want to take a look at that first. I'd have to run it by her, end quote. Now, that's maybe not – but he's citing Mike Tomlin's response, implying that it's – no, it's, I'm staying right here at Notre Dame. I'm good. Unless the check is big enough. That's, they're not cutting him a $250 million check. What's the check? Do I, we even know yet? I don't know. Well, let's say Mel How much is he making? How much is he making? You, you're saying Mel Tucker numbers. Well, yeah. Well, Mel Tucker just got t is getting 10 years, $95 million based on a single season hey, man, at Michigan State. I think he had, like, what – 17, 18 wins total. And I love it for Mel Tucker. I, think I do, a, too. I do, too. But, but I but, mean. But those eight did. Michigan State. They just paid them $95 million and they're going to get like six, seven, nine wins in their best season I mean, a year. Dude, Mich Michigan State, pardon my friends. I mean, ADs overpay for coaches. I think it's crazy. I, I, do, I do. But my dream job, Kyle, is to eventually become a college power five head coach. 
and ball for two years, and then get, get an fired, extension, and then get fired. That's the American dream. Like, that is my dream. That is the American dream. But there's no <laughs> doubt. I, I oftentimes lament the fact that I'm in the wrong fucking business, that <laughs> I should be seeking a buyout after winning, t- having two winning seasons. Buyout, That's dog. all I want. I mean, Charlie Weiss is one of the most underappreciated geniuses of our time. Like, Charlie Weiss is probably still getting paid by two programs right now. So, yeah, I'm with you. The American dream, 100%. But, like, you got Brian Kelly here. Who is what? It was eight days ago. What do you want him to do? You want him to say, well, you know what? I'm listening if people are flirting. $9 million a year for Mel Tucker, right? Yes. That screws so many ADs across the country who are trying to hire coaches right now. Because think about this. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, right? Remember when he left Toledo? The Big Ten has money. They just don't spend it. Well, they do in some places, right? But, like, my point is Matt Campbell at Iowa State. He is now in a conference where Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. He's a three-time Big 12 coach of the year, right, at Iowa State. He's probably maxed out what he can do at Iowa State. I mean, let's be honest about it. But, you know, he's done a good job. He's been rumored, you know, with Washington, who's now hired somebody, uh, the Fresno State head coach. Uh, there are some rumors that he's, been, that he's talking to Virginia Tech, right, right now. But if Mel Tucker is commanding $9 million a year, what does the three-time Big 12 coach of the year, Matt Campbell, what's he worth to a school? I mean, what's minimum. His, who's seven, his agent? I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that market is ridiculous. Well, you know who Mel Tucker's agent is. Who is Mel Tucker's agent? The, the one and only. Who? The only agent that matters in college football. Oh, Sexton. Yes. Right, well, yeah. I mean, that, that I get. I mean, Sexton represents – I just assume he represents everybody. <laughs> so when somebody well, asks he, me who's his agent, I'm like, it must not be Sexton. It's it, a different it, answer. No, it's Sexton. It's always Sexton. Yes. Always Jimmy Sexton. I mean, so they leveraged that everybody thought or was going to throw out there that Mel Tucker was going to be a candidate. So Michigan State had to any. And so Sexton went and got him 95. But they have just fucked the market for college football coaches. Completely. I mean, it's I mean, who else is making nine million? Uh, Nick yeah. is making like ten. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But so, it's like I mean, but it's oh because he has to. Right. He has to keep the bar low and set the rate. Because if he doesn't, then who? It, nobody's better than him. So, so then contrast what's going on there. Like, right, we're talking about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, which appears to be done. How much is he making right now in Notre Dame? Uh, well, they're so. private school, so I'm not sure. Let's see. Um, uh, hold on, I'll look it up. I can't remember exactly what he's making, but I'll find out. But let's look at to. let's look at this too, right? Um, he, Brian Kelly, is leaving Notre Dame reportedly to take the LSU job. I have to believe he's he's going to make ten million dollars a year to coach that. I have to believe that. Yeah, and. And the AD right. is a splash name guy. So, so it, it, they had to get a big name. That was their thing. So someone said earlier, made the case that this is just, you know, the SEC trying to outspend everyone to, you know, reach the point of just basically segregating themselves from the rest of college football, you know, as the preeminent power, blah, 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 which, you know, it, there is probably some truth to that. But, <laughs> you know, why, why is Lincoln Riley then about to join the SEC at Oklahoma? Well, because first of all, if he if they end up in the SEC West, that sucks for him. And it's the gauntlet, bro. He's he he's making a smart decision. Right, they're zero and four in the college football playoff. They've been there, right? But they they don't win when they get there. No. And so you know he knows that sliding. It's a much easier he's track. He's not Let me dominating just go to, the SEC like he did the Big Twelve. No way. Not and happening. You got to deal with the gauntlet. Right. And the pressures, the pressure cooker of being in. So the So he's SEC. going out west mm-hmm. to go coach at USC. 
a lot of money. He's probably going to cruise to nine to 11 wins a year, and people are going to be happy. He'll play in the conference championship game two, two out of every three years, and they'll be good, right? They'll be happy with that. <laughs> and so, I, you know, maybe he wants to live in L.A. Maybe his wife does. I don't know. But, like, he's getting out. So, you know, I don't know. It's much easier to win in the Pac-12. Right. So you and you'll be able to lock up. Look, all the quarterbacks, the best quarterbacks in the country right now are all from Southern California. You'll be able to keep half those kids that already grew up interested in loving USC there. Everybody knows Lincoln Riley's track record with quarterbacks. I think it's the easier way there. I'm not crowning them anything special because – Lincoln Riley still hasn't won the big game. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, but he has produced well and done well with quarterbacks, which a lot of the young quarterbacks, that's all they care about. No question. So so Brian Kelly leaves. He's going to Notre Dame or going to LSU is what it looks like. Luke Fickle to Notre Dame. Is it Marcus Freeman getting the job? I mean, what what does Notre Dame do now? Because all of a sudden I mean, I it's a joke, but like They go they go try and get fickle. Notre Dame and Oklahoma are stepping stone jobs today, apparently. Like that's it's not stepping stone, I, but I like know. sometimes nature runs its course. Right, but like when every girl coach, I every girl I'm with don't mean I'm with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I do, fair enough. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I everybody I'm with don't mean I'm with you. We dated and like it's just not going to work anymore. Well, uh, we're that, not. and like, let's be honest about it. Like, and no, Brian Kelly, well, how much more was he going to do? It, bro, we don't even want them in the playoffs. Right. Well, they also, <laughs> they don't, they get really good players. They don't get the same number of elite players that the SEC does. Thousand and so that's what you run and into in the playoffs. And they got the academic uh, right. requirements. Now, do well. I think this Notre Dame team could play with this Alabama team? Probably on the right Saturday, yeah, because I don't think this Alabama team is all that great. But they're still, what, 11-1? and one? And so we'll find out. You know, I, but I, maybe. I don't know. Like, is Brian, if they make the playoff, is Brian Kelly coaching them in the playoff? Uh, n- no. I don't. So Marcus Freeman's coaching them? I don't, I don't even know. I think they try and go get uh, Fickle. Uh, yeah, I mean, Fickle makes sense. Yeah, and Fickle wouldn't make as much sense down south because he has no ties there. Brian Kelly doesn't really have ties down south, so we're going to see how he recruits. But recruiting to LSU is easy. Yeah. It's easy. Well, plus, I mean, look, he's You're got – You're LSU regardless. Like, he's they got love the school. Too. They don't even care about the coach. Everybody grows up there. Like, right. if you can lock in Louisiana alone, you're going to get some You'll really good players. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. And you can win players. a national championship in Louisiana alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there are that many players. Yes. That they produce them. And you're also by Texas. You can go to the south in Alabama and Florida. You'll be just fine. There. Absolutely. You, and, and he's so, got cachet. Right? Like, this right. isn't Brian Harson And he's recruited. If he's able to get decent players to Notre Dame, he can definitely get them to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Because the fans are great. The weather's a lot better. Like, it's just, I, it's just better. Yeah, and I don't mean this is a slight to Brian Harson, but, like, he just didn't have that cachet walking into Auburn. Right? No, not at all. Brian Nothing Kelly. like LSU. No. L- whoever – so, whatever coach was going to get any job, you were going to inherit the most talent from LSU. 100%. LSU has a treasure chest of talent and players. Look, you saw all these players leave and, like, not play. LSU's best players didn't even play this year. And Ed Owen still won games because their players are that good. That good. <laughs> they have the best talent. Yes, they have the best talent, and they're talent rich, and the backups are really good players. And LSU fans are now peacocking around. Stole, we stole Notre Dame's head coach. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, they can do that. But, like, that's they, they got a guy with cachet. And I'll be honest with you, Brian Kelly's not the easiest guy to root for. 
Um, I think even Notre Dame fans feel that way sometimes. <laughs> I even just talked to one who feels that way. He said, man, this is kind of – it hurts his pride a little bit. But uh, on, the, on the other hand, he doesn't have to root for Brian Kelly anymore. Now, look, I don't know, I don't know Brian personally. So, uh, all I know is that he's kind of got a gruff exterior. But, uh, like you said, they will not care in Baton Rouge if he's winning football I just games. didn't like how he used to be yelling at players and stuff all the time. But I guess you – know, They got to win a national championship with one of their own. And so now they get Brian Kelly, and they don't give a damn how nice he is so long as he wins a football game. Hey, but, but Kyle, you got to understand, the last three head coaches at LSU all won national championships. So, Brian Kelly, welcome to the big leagues. Yep. And you were already in the big leagues. I yeah, understand I was going to say, yeah. But this is like going to the New York Yankees. Like, you are expected to win championships and championships only. And when you don't win championships, you could be out of here at any point in time. Hold on, man. Hold on, we got, we got, we got, I got to look something up. Hold on a second. We got to look at this. So wh while I do this, so on top of Kelly leaving, go back to, to Oklahoma for a second. Mm -hmm. Bob Stoops is coming out of retirement to finish the season and coach him in the bowl game. I think last I read, it's probably changed eight times since then. Um, but <laughs> Whoa, Bob Stoops is coming out of retirement to yeah. coach the game. I think that's a thing that every school should do. Barry Alvarez has come, oh, out, of, come out of retirement at Wisconsin. Wisconsin right? and, and they win. <laughs> Why is Frank Beamer not coaching the bowl game for Virginia Tech? Why is that not happening? Like, this should be a thing. So, anyway. Why uh, not? You should definitely bring how Coach fun Beamer is that? back out. That'd be super cool, right? Why are they not doing that? Who they got coaching? Just an assistant? Oh, J.C. Price, the ultimate. Did you not see this guy? No. J.C. Price, former uh, defensive lineman, just a beast of a man, and uh, looks like a football guy. I mean, just looks like a football dude and talks like one, too. And they, <laughs> they beat UVA. And I thank you for mentioning this because one of the – one of my favorite things that I have now ever seen in college football is watching my Hokies beat UVA in Charlottesville in an otherwise meaningless game. The, to the picture rest of the that country. pops up on J.C. Price is a cigar in his mouth. That's the one. <laughs> That's the game. The other night they beat UVA on the road at Scott Stadium. A man lights up a stogie on the field. But check this out. Our That's fans, so our fans, Roman, rush uh -huh. their field. Our fans rush how their field. How did that happen? Because there's always more of us in their stadium than there is them. That's how it works. And so it's, we, you know, it's loving. Really? Referred. We call it Lane Stadium North because, you know, it's only two hours northeast. But, uh, you know, we, we pack their house as often as we can. So our fans rush their field. Our coach lights a cigar on their field. And our players plant the flag at the 50-yard line in their field. <laughs> all on Saturday afternoon. And JC, that is awesome. It's amazing. And J.C. JC Price, the ultimate Hokie, uh, was on the 95 Sugar Bowl team that beat Texas as a player. Okay. And uh, he's at, doing the post-game interview. And the sideline reporter, whose name I don't know, looks at him and she says, I can see you're becoming emotional. Why? And he, his head snaps up at her. He's like, this is my school. This is home. You know, and he's like trying to fight back the tears. And like it went viral because it's like even if you're not a Tech fan, you felt that. This right. is my school. This is home. What do you mean, why am I emotional? Yeah. Right? So, like, that's college football. And so, J.C. Price had, like – Do you like, think he will stay on staff? They're insane if they don't keep him in some capacity, and people will riot if they don't. And how, I, has, how long has he been on that staff? Uh, a year. The defensive line coach. Oh, he just got there. Yeah. So, I mean, he's – I think he's more or less kind of been climbing the ladder. But, I mean, I don't know if he has head coaching aspirations or not. Kyle, I'm going one more beer. Uh, good for you. Crack another one. But, anyway, getting back to the – we went down that windy path, but coming out of it – um, OU, right? So Brent Venables is the hot name, which makes all the sense in the world for them because if you're going to the SEC, you need to start learning to play defense, right? <laughs> or at least pretending that you play defense. And Brent Venables can help you do that. I would love to see Clemson without Brent Venables. Uh, Just to see – because then Dabo's going to have to earn that check. Yeah. And yeah. also – You know, Dabo could lose both of his coordinators now. 
because Tony Elliott, is, I think, is going to take a head coaching job. He's actually on a list at Virginia Tech and, really? and several other places. Dude, Which, I think their offense has been terrible see, this year. See, that's what makes me uncomfortable about terrible. it. Like, at, like, taking the media hat off just as an alum, I'm just looking at it like, okay, I don't know Tony very well. I don't know him at all. You know, their offense I, has been terrible, I know people, they had a top ten offense last year, but you had Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. I and, get that. And so this year, like, DJ has not always been very good. The offensive okay. line has had some really bad games. But the play calling also has been kind of eh at times. So I don't know what the issue has been. And you said they found themselves, which I guess is technically true. But, like, I don't know. I, I just There's something about Tony Elliott that I'm not – I don't know enough about him on his own because Jeff Scott's not there. He's down at USF now, right? They were co-offensive coordinators. For Correct. Years. So it's just – I don't know. It's hard to say. But, like, if Venables – I think Venables is the smart, perfect hire. But, like, Shane Beamer's name's come up. Josh Heupel's name has come up at Tennessee already, right? Oklahoma guy. So, like – Oh. I mean, right? That, that Oklahoma. But then uh, that's almost too close. And I don't know, man. It would be interesting to see, though, what would Josh Heupel do? I, I mean, I love Shane Beamer. I do. He but, would be the head. You see what Barry Trammell said today? No. He went on the Dan Patrick show, and Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman, longtime sports columnist out there, said if Shane Beamer were still on staff, he would be the head coach at Oklahoma today. And so, you know, that fired up the, hey, is OU going to try to reach out to Shane Beamer, you know, <laughs> and then try to get him out there? And Well, know, that so. is true, though, because he was the next in line. He was like the assistant head coach anyways. I, I just I, – I don't – I think sh- – it's hard. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where Shane is right now because I, – I, I, Shane's staying in South Carolina. They're I think actually so doing too. a great job I in think recruiting. So too. Yeah. And he is building something. And, look, it's something about pressure too, right? Like, we've already seen it happen, whereas we, we undervalue, the, like, the comfortability yeah. and the happiness of a coach in, yep. like, the lane they're in. Absolutely. Okay? And it happened with Mel Tucker. He signed, stayed. Nope, we're not even worried about it. Um, and he's Franklin. Big, yes. Oh, Franklin. Ten years. Signed. All ten right. years. James Franklin signed. Ten years. <laughs> yes, 75 mil. Is it a baseball contract? What are we doing yeah. here? Signed. I mean, wow. Done. Coach right, for Kyle? life. Just go ahead and make him coach for life then. You know what I'm saying? All right. Done, Kyle. These guys coaches. Who, who else is out there? Hugh Freeze. Resign that liberty through 2028. You know what I mean? Did you see how you know they they joined a conference, right? Conference USA. It is the worst conference because Conference USA just lost like two thirds of its members to the AAC and to yep. the uh, to they're going to be what, conference champs or the Sun Belt. Yeah, yes. so it's an awful UAB conference. left all the they're in yes. a conference with like New Mexico State in Lynchburg, Virginia. I mean, make that make sense. Like, well, Kyle, but literally has plenty of money, though. So, well, they got money for sure. But, like, anyway, go ahead. There we go. So, dudes are staying put. They're getting paid, too. Yes. They're they're staying paid and getting paid. Staying put and getting paid. And getting paid. So then I don't blame them. You know what I mean? And it's also the pressure cooker that's somewhere else. And sometimes just being comfortable. It's South Carolina. Look, man, they went bowling. That's it. And they're stoked. And they're stoked. They got t shirts. That's cool. They made T-shirts for bowling. What did they say? I mean, we're going bowling. I mean, that was a big <laughs> deal. That's it, Kyle. But, man, uh, you know what? I didn't see so, this. I'm Googling it. Yeah, you can. In the locker room afterwards. So, look, man, it's all. sometimes it's all about the little things and also understanding where you're at. 
in the time and in the moment. And sometimes you can get ahead of yourself, man, and you can take these jobs. You might not be ready for it. You want me to tell you who was ready for this job when they finally left? Who? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is. He stayed at Alabama for a long time. Yeah. If a they long don't time. win and the national. A lot of other coaches, mm-hmm. a lot of other players, uh, universities, they all looked at Kirby. But Kirby stayed. He mm-hmm. passed down job, passed down job. Then next, you know, he took the right job. Let me tell you why they should fire Kirby Smart if they don't win the national championship. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do okay. that. No, because <laughs> I like, I, no, what? I'm I'm with you. My no, eyes no. got so big. No, no, no. Like I mean, but the, yeah, he, I just think it's bad hires and it's good hires. There's and, a whole lot of people you heard. You probably hear them all the time. Well, if Kirby can't win a national championship this year, he ain't ever going to win one. You know, there's a lot of that that I've heard from you know people lately. And there's, first of all, they they got their Georgia's going to be fine. Well, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, who's going to beat him? Like I, I know it's possible. But they seem locked in, like, every single week. Yeah, they are. They're like, the best team. They're locked in every they're single week. They're the best week. team in the country. The, de- the defense has been the best thing I've seen in the country all year long, outside of Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, and uh, Will Anderson, who's a um, monster. Yes. So outside of those two, which is on one team that they have to play Saturday – Georgia and Georgia's defense have been the most dominant thing. I, I thought Ohio State had played better and they looked better, but you can't let Michigan do you like that. So no, I mean, like they're, they're out the race. Now. Yeah, I, I, they're, they're just. That, I mean, I like that all these games have counted, even down the stretch. Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. Even right. down the stretch. And it's been fun to watch, but I, I don't know. I mean, I have my idea of how Alabama would try and win this game. But then also, if I'm Georgia, I'm not changing the thing. I'm going to do what I do because this is what we do, and we make other teams fear us in the way we play defense and the way we run and hit and what we do. Like, you can adjust and do all some, you know, maybe get after or maybe try to pressure with some zero blitzes. I would have that ready to go if I'm them. But I'm not going to give away all the secrets because I don't oh, okay. really want them to – Save it for the Alabama. SEC network. Is that what you're No, do? I just don't want them to beat Alabama. So I don't want anybody to listen to me like <laughs> the Clemson did last week and get all motivated and shit. No, I hear you, man. Like, I just, I love this time of year. I hate it because well, the all the games over. matter, Kyle. Well, they matter. But and like, also, I mean, it, well, does, here, matter. here, let me ask you this. Sure, okay. Sure. Let, let me turn, let me flip the script on you. you you're going to watch Pitt and Wake in the ACC championship game? Mm, it doesn't matter, no. Okay, fine. fine. Sure. Go ahead. Um, that is not my question. But, my question is, so is there a pathway where Alabama gets in if they lose? Does Iowa beat Michigan? How about Oklahoma State and who they play? Baylor. Does uh, any of those matter? Cincinnati. You can't put a two-loss team in. You can't. Like, they're not – if they had, if they dominated every they, – they snuck out of there with, with a win over Arkansas, right? They played Florida in a close game. Florida's terrible. Um, I mean, That was early in the year when Florida's a different team. How different were they? A lot different. Or at did, that or, point, people thought that Florida had no, chance no, to beat no, no, Georgia. Damn what we thought, though. Like, but at the same time, they played Florida close. They've also gone on to play other teams close and lose to Texas A&M. You know, all I'm the just, while, I'm Florida just kept getting worse. So, I don't think I don't think a two-loss Alabama team should get in. 
I will lead off by saying that. No, I don't think any two loss teams should get in. And like this, this needs to be expanded anyway. But like, is there an argument? I mean, if you want to, you can craft an argument for anything. We could pick apart Michigan's schedule, right? Mm-hmm. We we could do anything you wanted to do to try to craft the argument. But ultimately, it's just as simple for me as I don't think a two loss team belongs in this thing. And a I damn, like I, period. And you know, just expand it anyway. Please. Like, well, they man, will after the season. They're going to. I, I agree. But, like, yeah. I'm just so tired of having this But they got to – I, I say, if anything, go to six or – I like eight. Eight, eight at the max. Eight, if they I go like 12, eight, if, if go, they go 12, I'm fine. I don't want 12. I don't want you to play that many games unless you cut off some, some of the other stuff. Well, no, I think – well, okay, fine. But, like, I think if you do it right and knowing what we know about college football that, you know – They're not going to do it right. Well, well <laughs> you know, those first-round games will be generally what we expect them to be. But – I love the idea of playing those first round games on campuses. That is, a I fan- love that too. I love it. So, man, man, look, if you got, I cut love a, that cut, too. Just get a, get a game off the regular season. Do what you got to do. I agree know? with you. Some, I don't. Yeah, I don't want them to play like seven. No, 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 something they're, like that. But like, yeah. you know, bottom line for me is they they've got to fix it that way, and it's just it's got to be done. I I'm so tired of this. But like, so then real quick, the one of the other coaching hires we didn't talk about was uh, Billy Napier to Florida. I'm really jealous of Florida today. Right. Um, but I mean, look, that was a guy. I that think I, that was a great hire for uh, for Florida. And great get. Up until they decided, and, but Florida needs to get out of the way too. But up until they and, and look, I, this is and just let what, him build. Up until they fired Dan Mullen, I believe there was a very good possibility Billy Napier was going to Blacksburg, and I was pretty pumped oh. about it. Yeah, yeah. My my understanding is there was a very strong possibility that was going to happen. He was ready to go. But Florida is. I understand it. It's Florida, right? I mean, that's that's. Something different. Yeah, and so Florida has these – Florida on the outside, from what I'm hearing, Florida on the outside is better than it is once you get there. Like, the facilities aren't as good. They're working on those. They put a whole bunch of money into it to build it. Yep. But, you know, it's also – you know, then they fix the dorms and other things. Florida is LSU in the, in the east. I mean, that's what yeah, they are. Well, Okay. Or Texas A&M, well, not Texas A&M, because Texas A&M could just build, build, build. No. But, f- yes, but it also has this lure that is just so great and been all these things. But Florida has not won as much as, like, our mind tells us because what Spurrier did. Sure, what Urban had did. Urban did, what Urban did. But that's did. most programs. You know what I mean? That's most I agree. programs, though. I agree. Because there was actually a great breakdown But Georgia, so Florida's biggest problem is, and I think Billy Napier can help, all right, is you have to be able to catch Georgia, all right, because you got to play them every year. You got to be. You got to do what you got to do with them. And then, how do you? You got to make sure you hold off Tennessee, Kentucky, and Missouri in the East. You can't. You can't right. lose those. No, 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 no. You can't. And you got to beat LSU. Sure. Okay. Because that's the team you play every year. So those are the games you got to be competitive in Georgia. And you got to catch up with LSU too when it comes to recruiting too. Well, sure. And, and like, Napier's what really I, good recruiting. I, well, he, I love his hire because he he is a hard nosed. He's a program builder. Like he is a, in yes. some ways he's a Nick Saban clone. He's but just an Florida's got to get out of the way. When I say Florida, I mean like the alumni, the big boosters, like all those people. They got to like get out of the way. Yes, but I, I think that he has he's been biding his time down there at Louisiana. And, you know, nobody is Saban until or unless they become match Nick Saban. But he's kind of a Nick Saban clone in the way that he structures it. He, he takes a lot of things from Saban. He's just an offensive guy, right? And so he built his staff like Nick Saban's when he was at Louisiana. And he was relying on volunteers and GAs when they didn't have the money to hire people, right? But he's built it up. And he's been making, what, $2 million a year down there so he can buy his time. Like, he built a top 25 program. The crazy thing was 
He would love LSU, but LSU is like too good for him. Uh, like LSU, LSU would like no. That's, well, that, that's, it's not a big enough splash for them to go that local. That's a little wild to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I love his style. That's why I thought he. I agree. Been, I think he's a great coach. I'm just telling you, he's a hard nosed, hat on a hat football coach. But I knew Napier was going to Florida. Though. I knew. Well, that when that opened up, I knew. I, like I knew that Virginia Tech's chances were gone. They when when Florida opened yeah. up for sure. It's crazy. I've never seen like with Dan Mullen's situation. I got to say this too because we hadn't even talked about it, Kyle. Look, all year long, I like I thought I felt that Dan Mullen. He handled the quarterback situation wrong, but I never thought he'd actually lose his job. And then they ended up kind of losing the team. He fired the coordinator, the D coordinator, which he probably should have fired Todd Grantham at the beginning of this, like last year, but he didn't. All right, so he got rid of him, got rid of the O-line coach, the, the run game guy. And then it was just like, man, they didn't look better. They didn't get better. Man, and I've just never seen it implode and go that wrong that fast. And when they lost to Missouri, they fired him. When he almost lost to – who was that? Uh, Fer- what was the team they almost lost to? Oh, um, Samford. Samford yep. out of Birmingham. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, dang, what's going on with Florida? Oh, it just fell apart. And like Todd, it literally fell apart. Todd Grantham, proud Hokie, by the way. You know, he the defense obviously got worse when he left. But, I mean, they was, Yeah, but the de- – yeah. That, but, I mean, like that was something that Florida fans have been – they've been banging that drum for forever. But, you know, Kyle, the other thing is this, though. Look, man. If you don't, like, treat people right, if you don't hug and kiss the babies and be there, rah, rah, like, you, it's the other part, man. Look, it's all about X's and O's until you lose, okay? Yeah. When, when you're winning, you can be just a football coach. Nobody cares. You can be an asshole. You can talk to people how you want. And I'm not saying Dan Mullen did that. But you can, though, when you oh, win. Oh, yeah. Okay? But the moment you don't win. You're gone. And, dude, yeah, because you nobody has your back when no. you're like, man, man, that dude's nice. Yeah, right. I love that guy. Let's, like, give, him, let's give him another couple games. You know what I mean? Know, let's, like, let's let's see what we can. Let's try to work this out. Maybe right. We can make a change at coordinator. You know, we'll see what we yes. can. You might get some second chances. But no, you can't. And I've seen it happen to coaches that I've covered, other coaches in the yes, conference. Kyle. Like, you can get away with – like, look at uh, – oh, I'm drawing a blank here. The old Wichita State basketball coach. Uh, it'll come to me. But anyway, you know, you, you only have so – when you burn it all up, right, and all you've got left is what you're holding on to – and you let go of that rope, buddy, you're done, man. And so, yeah, you, you can't be both. Now, if you're just a hardcore X's and O's guy, then maybe the NFL's for you. Or maybe you should be right. a coordinator. But you need to be able to sell. Like, if you can't sell <laughs> and, and it, it, you're bad in the living room, there's no place for you. And so, like, when Dan Mullen starts talking – and it's interesting to me, too, because I've told you this before. Dan Mullen and Ryan Day at Ohio State are both from my wife's hometown up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Right. And so uh-huh. it's it's kind of strange. I've told you, you got Dan Mullen, Ryan Day and uh, Chip Kelly at UCLA, all three from Manchester, New Hampshire. So this is a, you know, a state up in northern New England that doesn't produce any high school football talent of any note. Nobody recruits up there. Right. But you've got these guys Kyle, that are producing Kyle, coaching talent from up there. I have there. to pause this that you have to listen to this. This is what I'm just getting in. Hold on real quick. Lincoln Riley, USC contract number. Oh, you we keep recording. Hell yeah. Let's do this. What you got? <laughs> yeah. All right. Details not confirmed. Best I could do. 110 million. What? USC buying both his homes. I saw that in Norman for 500 over asking. Yeah, million dollars. Yeah, million dollar bonus. And then get a six million dollar home in LA for him. And use of the private jet for family and friends. Yeah. No, I mean there he that dude, he made the right decision. (laughs) 
He did. He made the right decision. I know uh, Oklahoma fans. Did you see they they uh, they hung the traitor sign on, on the front of the uh, university entrance today? Did they? Oh yeah, there was a big sign with traitor. Man, that's like leaving Alabama, man. Those man. I remember when Franchoni left. Sorry, go back to your story. When Franchoni left, man, people were so mad when he, Dennis Franchoni left Alabama. What were we talking Texas about though? Uh, uh, your your uh, your people in um. Something about the mountains. What were we just talking about? <laughs> you, you waylaid me with the Lincoln Riley news. Uh, my bad, bro. I forgot. Forgot, man. It, it just, it, it, I had to like get this off. I could, it was blowing my mind, Kyle. Oh come on. How many we'll, minutes? It was how many? We'll come so back that, to it. All right. We'll come back to it. Man. So that's is that ten years? What the contract? Was yeah, I mean, like that's, I guess, has to be ten years. Off rip. Why are these people? Why are these schools signing college football coaches to ten-year contracts? Why with big buyouts? Too. Now again, I mean, I know James Franklin's buyout drops significantly there for a minute because when I first saw that ten-year deal for Franklin, I was like, "What are they doing? <laughs> like, what? Like, what, we got like a twenty-seven million dollar buyout next year? Like, what's going on here?" And like, it drops significantly pretty quickly. Yeah. But it's still ridiculous. Like, why are you signing ten-year <laughs> contracts right now? I mean, this to is them it tells dumb. them they want to spread out the money. Uh, spread out the sure, spread it out all you want to. I guess spread it out. I mean, can spread you imagine the, the horror on the look of some of these university presidents' faces? You know, some of these university presidents that don't even really care about football that much, but they know how much it matters to the school, to the fans, to the alumni, to the donors, and so they have to put up with it. And they're <laughs> and they got ads and boosters coming to them now. Saying, hey, by the way, uh, the new asking price for a football coach is nine million dollars a year, and that that's not that's not even uh, you know covering the staff. I mean, what what are we doing? Like this is we worried about nil producing haves and have-nots. Like, look at this stuff. This is crazy. It is crazy, Kyle. I mean, the middle class of college football is eroding. I mean, well, yeah, because the big ones just come and cherry picking. I mean. The fact that USC can offer this. You know what another interesting fact is, Kyle? What? Did you see how many Twitter followers that USC has? No. How many? Like 58,000. That's not a lot. Exactly, Kyle. You mean football or the university? Yes. Oh. That's not a lot. Exactly, Kyle. Nobody even cares. That's not a lot at all. How many does Alabama have? Like a million five? Like what do they have? <laughs> God, these are the things I'm talking about. Hold on, I'm looking right now. Alabama football, a million on yeah, the money. Yeah. That's terrible. Look at USC, how many and they got. And it's crazy that we judge, and, <laughs> and we, that's the metric we use for things anymore. Wait, God, seriously, though, they're still able to pull this scratch out. I mean, LaMelo Ball has like 10 times that many followers. <laughs> what are we talking about here? 58,000? <laughs> You see it's fucking it. terrible. <laughs> you see that? I know, like, C-level comedians that have more than that. What are we doing? <laughs> what is happening? Exactly. 60,000. No, that, that, now they have nearly 61,000 followers. Yeah, they just happened today. Wow. <laughs> that is not the – like, my Hokies have nearly 200,000 followers You on know Twitter. what I mean? Thank you, Kyle. That's atrocious. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Kyle. Like, so what does that even tell us? <laughs> I don't – what does that say? That tells me that the Pac-12 does not care. Yeah, I mean – But I, USC football has have you been to money. Campus? Have you been to their it, campus? USC? Yeah. I, no, I've been it's by beautiful. it. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's caged in. Yeah, for sure. It is. Uh, we took the train from Santa Monica back to the city when we flew out, maybe, I think, something like that. And I saw it. And it's a beautiful campus. I've never toured it, but uh, it's, it's impressive. I would like to tour it. I mean, it's easy to recruit there. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I mean, it look, I, I don't, I'm no uh, authority on Southern California, but 
man, it just seems that Lincoln Riley's country Texas ass is going to be, I mean, I guess you can fit in anywhere if you're good at what you do. But, man, that's that's got to be like a culture shock, man. I mean, that's. Yes, that will. But at the same time, man, you'll be you'll be segregated from everything that's bad, man. You're going to be coaching and working and doing your thing. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just your talking wife, about, yeah. Is going to be able to go down to Rodeo Drive and a, a, a <laughs> girl, you can afford that shit. Oh, you man. can afford that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, think about that 110 million, if that's right. You got the, the million dollar, they bought both your houses just because it's yeah. inconvenient. Bro, you ain't doing nothing but moving, and they probably paid for that too. Like, yeah, we'll pay for both. And as a uh, matter of fact, pay you 500 Kyle, above Kyle, asking. Kyle, what am I even talking about? Man, fuck that furniture. I got all brand new we furniture. We got what you need, bro. <laughs> we got everything like, you need. It's like, are you kidding me? Are Private we talking jet? About- yeah, use it whenever you want to. Yeah, and we, are we talking about furniture right Until now? Until <laughs> you have two losing seasons in a row, and then we're going to fire you. But, hey, you know, whatever. They, they, now, this type of deal does come with expectations. Absolutely. We talked but about what are expectations. Those? Win a national championship? They have to win the Pac-12 in the next two years. Well, yeah. I, I think that's... I, that would be expected What in the next two years. Do they have hey, the especially talent? With, you- especially with... Whoa, whoa, whoa. The transfer portal is real. Yeah, you're right. So because of the transfer portal, you can win now, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Spencer Rattler's already decided to transfer. Oklahoma has lost maybe six or more recruits already from their signing class. That has just happened, like since Sunday, since he's announced. I think it's at least six players have announced that they've decommitted and back open to recruiting. So this does – move the needle if USC is able to win a championship the next two years. Yeah. They have to win the Pac-12 the next two years. I don't know if they're playoff ready, but, you know, you can win the Pac-12 and not make it to the playoffs. We've seen that. Man, what a day. I mean, this, this, I mean, this has been awesome. Is, is there anything that I've missed? Like, I, I'm just looking back on my show notes from today. Like, I, I, I – like, here's another oh, one. Oh, Brian Harson and the Auburn Tigers, uh, they fired their offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo. Bobo still won't run the ball. Um, then there's Mac Brown. Did you see how North Carolina lost to NC State on Saturday night? Uh, they were up by nine with two minutes and 12 seconds to play and lost in regulation. I saw it, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. I, two I touchdowns in 26 I was, seconds. I was, I was at the bar at Outback, and I was watching this game, Kyle. It was absolutely crazy. Wild. I mean, yeah, the, the fact that kick. the onside kick, first of all. Did they even look prepared for, hold on, for hold that on, to hold you? On. So – so, first of all, they blew a coverage, and you had a guy wide open. So, now <laughs> NC State <laughs> catches a touchdown, and dude runs like 40 yards. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Like, how did we get people behind us? And, I, the one thing this, you can't do. The one thing you can't do right now is let somebody get behind they you. They did. Right, and they did. Okay, okay, cool. All right. Because NC State had no t- – they didn't even really have timeouts. It no. Was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> it's like, they didn't. They didn't, huh? Two touchdowns in 26 seconds, an onside yeah. kick. An onside kick. He got the pick in the end zone on Sam Howell's, you know, Hail Mary attempt, which really was, you know, doable. Uh, it was cr- – now, and the, the now, thing, the now thing Kyle, today was the, – the, the, When he just mossed him in the end zone, I'm like, dude, how, what how, – And Mezzi? they didn't even try and recover the kick. Uh, right. The, the dude just, like, dove to, like, like, neither one of the guys that are responsible for the ball – you must understand. So, you know, Kyle, they can't hit you before 10 yards. No. Yeah, everybody knows that, right? You did know that, right? Everybody should know that. Right. Like, the re- 
the kickoff team cannot hit the guy, the receiving team. Right, before 10 yards. Before 10 yards. Right, but that's what the other thing was. There was a minute 34 on the clock. North Carolina didn't even look like they thought they were aware of the fact that an onside kick could take place. <laughs> like, did they? Like, I, I mean, thought they did because they had the numbers matched up. But, I mean, it, how many times have you seen somebody – look, I guess maybe they had the adequate personnel there. I don't know. But, like, they also looked kind of caught off guard, too, when the play started. So well, I, the, the players were not ready. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, but that's the thing. So today it was a lot. Even Tar Heels fans today was man. I don't even know about Mac Brown anymore. <laughs> and on the one hand, he's rec- they're recruiting really well right now still, but they're what six and six I think, and they are, they lost to Virginia Tech to start the season to a coach who's now fired. They got blown out by North bad, Carolina's bad. They got blown out by a bad Georgia Tech team. They lost to a one and four Florida State team. Um, I mean, they, it just. I don't know. Like they, it's they're disappointing. North Carolina is very disappointing. But Mac Brown keeps losing games that don't make any sense to lose. Like I mean, losing. I mean, first of all, it's still North Carolina people. I I know. And this is what they've always done traditionally. Look, it's the same. Kyle, Kyle, this is the thing that blows my mind. Okay, these fans and just the people and like when we love our universities, we go a little crazy and we start to yeah. think. And when you love yours so much, you know. You can talk into some shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's not as attractive as you think. You know there. what I mean? I've done it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've done it. All right? I don't care how much Texas A&M pays Jimbo Fisher. They're still going to be 8-4, Kyle. Yeah. 9-3 and three on a great year. Yeah. All right? Really good year. That, that's what they do. That's what they're going to be. That's what they're going to be. It's, it's just what it is. And since, since it, it's like, it doesn't matter, but people, and sometimes people, like, Oh, I mean, bro, you don't change your DNA overnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? You North know? Carolina has traditionally been who they are. And just because Mac Brown has been able to recruit one good recruiting class and you have this quarterback that everybody told you was going to be a top frown and yeah. a great quarterback, even though in college he has not been good. I use the Butch Jones at Tennessee example all the time. Butch Jones hauled in some recruiting classes now when he was in Knoxville. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Didn't it's do a whole easier. lot with him right couldn't coach in the fourth quarter couldn't coach his way out of a wet paper bag in the fourth quarter you know what I mean so I mean you can squander a whole lot of talent if you're not a good coach yes or at least an in-game coach I don't think Mac's a bad coach uh I I think they have to try and figure out who they want to be they lost a lot of key players and their running game was so good last year they had two really good running backs that went to the league and North Carolina's not that same they are the most one of the more disappointing teams um, in college football this year, though. They, they are. There's, there's no doubt. By the way, I just looked down the watching the Hornets get their butts whipped right now, so this will be fun. But Lonzo um, Ball. Yeah, well, wish we'll, you, I, well I'll, I'll check the numbers when I get home. But I, I, I didn't ask you to start the show. How was Thanksgiving? Did you do it here? Were you, were you still around town? Yes. Um, my three younger kids all went down with the grandparents in Alabama, and um, London stayed here with me and Heather, and we actually ate at our neighbor's house. Nice. That's it was that, nice. That's awesome. So I got to see snow, not much, but like snow for the first time in a couple of years. Went to uh, the mountains to my brother's house, and I'm all, <coughs> excuse me. This is how Thanksgiving. I like went. your hat. Thanks, what is that? This is uh, Bluefield State, where where he's the head baseball coach. I like that. Uh, I yeah. need one of those. I'll get you one. He'll hook you up. So we have a great Thanksgiving. Family all comes in. We all congregate at his place, like twenty of us. Great meal, great night. We crash with them. Everything is just the ideal Thanksgiving. And, you know, things are, you know, we're going to head back on Friday. So we have a perfect Thanksgiving day. We wake up Friday morning. My brother has to put his dog down. Oh, no. On Friday morning while family's in town. Kids are there. 
And first of all, how his, did the, like, how his, did it happen his, so his fast? Dog's name is Kobe, um, oh, which you know, which obviously you know, you, you get that. But like, yeah, it's like his dog he's had for years and years, and you know, struck with cancer, started feeling really, really sick. Knew he was going to have to take her to the vet the next day, but yeah, I mean, just took, had to put her down that morning. So we go from great Thanksgiving dinner to all of a sudden having to. Uh, you know, break the news to a seven and eight year old or seven and six year old that, uh, you know, had to put the dog down. So things took a turn on Thanksgiving for us. So, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. It's Kyle. crazy. I'm not trying to depress anybody out there, but I uh, mean, you probably did. I did. A bit. Like it's, it took one of the wilder Thanksgiving turns that you can imagine. So we. So how did it uh, pick back up? Hopefully that wasn't the last. No, that was it. It stayed depressing. No, I'm kidding. We went. Uh, with my, my, <laughs> my cousin opened an outdoor store in the mountains. It was awesome. So we went to go see that. But uh yeah, sorry for bringing the mood down right there. That was yeah, one, of, one of the more uh, memorable you know, you want Thanksgivings. You me to pick up the mood again, Kyle? Here we go. I went, and then after that, I got to go to the Iron Bowl, the greatest Iron Bowl ever. Yeah, yeah, brag about it. First more. overtime. Yes, I will. I Let me tell you why, Kyle, because I was on the sidelines, and I noticed some really funny things. What would you notice? Number one, that Auburn brought down – pretty much everybody that was in a box or anything and put them all on the sidelines. Like, they were ready to storm the field. I saw it. I witnessed it. These people came out of, like, next you know, you look up, it's like thousands of people just, like, on the sidelines. Like, <laughs> where the hell these people come from? All of them. They just round us. I'm like, bro, they've, like, come in. Not only that, but you know the little tent that pulls over, Right. On the sidelines in college where yeah. the player gets injured. or they The blue yeah. tent. Yeah. It's a, it's a more recent phenomenon, isn't it? Very true. Yeah. Alabama was one of the first schools to They were. Them. I kind of like them. I went in there and peed. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> did you it, take a leak? On the, I know you were on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. I did. So you were at the Iron Bowl and you took a leak while 100,000 people were around. No doubt. With a tent over. Fantastic. That is <laughs> tremendous. That makes it's me great. way more happy than it should. <laughs> Why, thank you, Kyle. That's awesome. I'm glad I could provide that. Anyway, uh, proceed. I'm sorry. Thank you. Man, they pulled that shit like with like a, with like two or three minutes, like two minutes to go. When Auburn had the ball, when they got it back after the fourth down, Alabama kind of got ready to pull their stuff because like Nick's knew all these Auburn people came out there. And then Auburn messed it up, and then Alabama got the ball back because I, I didn't even notice it until one of the young players was like, man, where am I supposed to pee at? And I was like, over – Man, I guess they pulled that thing up. Because they they was worried that Auburn fans were going to come storm and they didn't want to have to try and be, like, moving stuff while they were, like, storming the field. It was just a lot. It was crazy. But anyways, that you know better than anybody, having to go when you're in full uniform, full pads, the the worst. worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. So that happened, and then Alabama came back, and then the overtime, and everybody, I don't have to talk about the game. But then, Kyle, I've never – I've been around a lot of Alabama victories under Nick Saban in the locker room and stuff. And I must admit, that was the happiest I'd ever seen coaches and, and those players in a locker room under Nick Saban since I've been watching them. My man's changed his tone a bit this year. And uh, you know what, Kyle? He has I, to. Different team. I saw him working, man, on the sidelines. It was so impressive. You know what I mean? When things are bad, bro, bro, he, he was so clapping it up, saying so positive and just, just picking them up, man. Hey, just man, just go play. Just go, like, just really just – I saw him working, man. It was really good. It was very impressive. And he had he made sure he said the right things at the right times. It was it was great. And uh, they won that game that they had no business of winning. Yeah. But, you know, they got a really good quarterback, a really, really good quarterback, and they got a 
the goat is the coach. You know what I'm saying? I love it. He's the goat. It. Anyway, well, sorry. You no, you and I just did a, a an hour podcast on college football, and it's the best thing, the best part of my day. So that was that was an hour. We like you and I almost never spend an entire episode. <laughs> on, so what did we didn't do on anything. one subject? <laughs> and we just did that. Tim McDonald, college. <laughs> I love it. And now I got to go home and watch a miserable fourth quarter. The Hornets are down by 19. Spectacular. <laughs> All right, I got to go back and do a whole I bunch mean. of stuff. We will do this again next week. And season's over almost, so you and I can get back to usual, get back to normal, that is. Thank you, brother. Good, good to see you. Good to see you, too. We'll talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard, be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs>